Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Any company can offer you a job. At West Monroe, we'll offer you a career. We're a people-first consulting firm. Because when you thrive, our clients thrive too. Ready to make an impact? Go to westmanrowcom slash your impact. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Happy Friday, everybody. It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for January 8th. It is a beautiful weekend of sports ahead. We got six NFL games. Hopefully the Natty still scheduled for Monday night. Alabama, Ohio State, very excited about that. Uh, We got a monster podcast ahead. We have our NFL picks at the end. Yes, the best bet is back. Took many days off since uh, last weekend, actually, uh, on the gambling front. I did do some silly gambling wagers during the week. Luckily, I didn't put them on best bet. It was a brutal week for me in the NBA. But I digress. I want to quickly... Before we get to our great guest, Ephraim Salam, what an interview. You guys are going to absolutely love this. Instantly a top 10 interview we've done here on Straight Fire. I want to quickly touch on something. And listen, we always talk about on this podcast wanting to see the forest through the trees. Okay, We want to see things before they come to light. And I mean, listen, (laughs) there's really no better uh, hype week for this podcast than what we've done the last two days. 
And from just an NFL perspective, we saw early that the Houston Texans did something dumb. Yesterday, we advanced that early in the morning with the podcast. Man, Deshaun Watson's pissed off. Boy, the Texans stepped in it. What a disaster. And by, what, 5 o'clock on Thursday, instantly the big news from courtesy of Rap Sheet, a.k.a. friend of this podcast, he was a guest in 2020, Uh, Deshaun Watson is pissed that the Houston Texans asked him for his input on the GMs. Hey, what do you think about this guy? And do you have anybody? Oh, yeah, I know this guy. And then they didn't even talk to the guys that Watson recommended. And then uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN then followed up by saying, yeah, it's ugly. And there is speculation that Deshaun Watson could force a trade. Now, I said that yesterday. Deshaun Watson is not in his DNA to be a jerk and ask for a trade. Personally, I don't see that happening. I think, obviously, he'll wait to see what happens with the coaching hiring. But this makes it interesting. I'm telling you, Watson would love Eric Bieniemy. The KC assistant coach, Watson, would love him in Houston. That's pretty well known to anybody who follows the NFL, who has talked to anybody around the league. Watson wants the enemy. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote we now have a new england patriots front office in houston are they going to go for a non-Belichick kind of guy? Or are they going to go with Eric Bieniemy? Uh, we'll see. Uh, it doesn't look good right now for Watson and the Texans. But again, we'll toot our own horn a little bit. We will blow out our shoulder, patting ourselves on the back. Nailed it. All right, let's get right to our guest today. Former NFL player. He's a great story. Um, great storyteller. He's pivoted since his NFL career ended from playing football, going to a Super Bowl, starting as a rookie, 
to Hollywood. And he is now writing movies, producing movies. It's awesome. You guys are going to absolutely love this. Ephraim Salam. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy. You know him from the NFL. He's making a career in movies now. I'm super impressed. Really great bio. Ephraim Salam. He owns a Fox Sports radio show. Ephraim, how you doing, man? I'm good, brother. How you doing? I, I'm hanging in there. You know, tough times out here in L.A. with the COVID. Everybody try to stay safe. Fortunately, there is some football to take our minds away from the chaos happening in America this weekend. Um, you know, we could do we could do a lot of time on that, uh, Ephraim. But, you know, we, we're trying to give people a respite here and dive into some football. Um, I'm just curious. When you hear what's going on with the Cleveland Browns and their COVID situation, as a former offensive lineman, um, the Browns are down their head coach, their offensive line coach, uh, a starting left guard. This is unforeseen in a playoff game. I'm just curious, your kind of introduction to this game. Um, I, To me, when I hear, uh, especially now, teams still suffering from guys uh, getting COVID and personnel getting COVID, my thing is, where's the disconnect Right. Like, especially now, especially for the Cleveland Browns who haven't been to the playoffs in ever. Right. You may have been in high school the last time they were in the playoffs, man. Right. So. So when I. Yeah. So when I when I look at this situation, I'm like, okay, so who's not. And we, we we talked about this prior to coming on how crazy I am and how strict I am in terms of the bubble we've created at our home. And there are no ins and outs. There are no relatives. There's, there, there's no any of that coming in here. And I'm the only one that really leaves. So if a player 
has implemented or a coach has implemented that type of uh, stringent protocol in their home, it'd be less likely to see what we're seeing now this late in the season. And I granted, I'm in California, we have a mandatory lockdown and, and things like that. But no matter where you are in the country, you're still going to work. You're still a professional athlete. Your team is still going to the playoffs. So you should create a self-imposed bubble. If your wife wants to take the kids to karate because they're offering it now, and all, all that's gone. Yeah. I have two kids. I understand. We go right out in this backyard and they ride their bikes around the front house and, and, and around in the back. That's it. Go back in. And so when I see guys and coaches still coming up with this, there's something that 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 we're missing, right? They're, they're, they came from somewhere. We know that the facilities are being protected. They created a bubble at their individual facilities. They're doing all the things necessary to keep this type of, of virus at bay. It's what's happening outside of that and what people are bringing uh, into the building and the fact that they still haven't figured out how to do that after this long, it, it baffles me. Yeah. Well, it's and, funny. And, and then I'll say this. Yeah. You get what you get. Yeah. It's funny you say that because Aaron Rodgers, after week 17, the first thing he said, or I guess the last thing he said at his press conference was, don't get COVID. Like, we talked about the NBA bubble, Ephraim, on this podcast about how it was a war of attrition, man. Mentally, that's going to be tough. You're away from friends and family. You're in a bubble. Um I think the same deal is going to be true for the NFL playoffs. Like, how bad do you want it? You've got to stay cooped up. There's no room for error. Alvin Kamara would not be playing this weekend uh, if their game were Saturday. I mean, the day after Christmas, Ephraim, Alvin Kamara's up in the club. Have you seen the picture? Yes. He's hanging out with all these chicks, like, no mask. I'm like... This is what I'm talking about. And, and guys are being fooled by where they live in the country. Right. So that that's the, the breakdown in, in, in information. Guys are being fooled because in their wherever they live, in their city, in their state, there aren't any mandatory mask rules. There aren't any mandatory curfews or lockdowns. Bars and restaurants are still open. So they're like, hey, I'm I just had a good game. I'm going to celebrate. Yeah. Right. Like that mentality to me is uh, I, I don't even I can't even comprehend no matter how young or old you are, how how cavalier you are about this, especially when there are millions and millions and millions of dollars on the line. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you look at some of these young guys, Ephraim, like you and I are a little older. We have uh, kids, uh, my kids in elementary school. I just wonder if this had happened to me when I was 25 and there was a global pandemic, would I have the strength to not go out for nine months? You know, yeah, I mean, listen, when you're 25, you feel like you're, you know, you could do anything. You're impervious. You, you could, you know, sickness, cold, alcohol, drugs, whatever. You do 25, you, you're not afraid of anything. Um, it's a, I mean, I, again, this is not to give athletes a pass, um, but right now the Chiefs are on a bye week, Ephraim. Um, all I know is Pat Mahomes, you know, let's just hope he's not having fun on the bye week, you know? Like, honestly, that's the Super Bowl on the line if Pat Look, Mahomes can't play or something. And, and, and to your and to that point, first of all, we all were 25. I was in the league. I've been in the league uh, five, four years already at 25. And so I know what it's like to have a bunch of money, not really any responsibilities outside <laughs> other than your job and, and, and going to, to practice and playing in games. 
having your friends and everybody around you. If you have the means, you can create however big you want your bubble to be. And by that, I mean now, early on in March and April and May, June, nobody could get tested because nobody, it wasn't enough. They have at-home COVID tests now. They have instant tests where you can go take a test and in 15 minutes, you can know if you have it, right? They're a little bit pricey, but if you have the means, you can create whatever size bubble you want. So instead of going to the club, you can test whoever you need to test, whoever you feel comfortable with, and you guys can celebrate in your million dollar home or your million dollar condo or your you know $500,000, whatever, whatever, right? Like being young doesn't necessarily mean you have to be dumb, <laughs> right? Because at 25, I didn't think I was dumb. I just thought I was m- probably more cavalier, but we weren't in a pandemic. Mm. We've seen what's happened. We've seen the carnage. We've seen what the COVID has done to college football, the NFL. It completely derailed the Patriots. When Cam got COVID, it was over. They couldn't survive and there was no bounce back and they still managed to win seven games, right? So with all of these stories, Larry Fitzgerald, all of these guys that you have and you you know caught caught uh, COVID and weren't able to continue and it hurt their teams. Why are you still Alvin Kamara in the club, right? And you just got re-upped, right? Why are you still not taking it as, as serious as you should be? And I believe that's a breakdown in leadership. You think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid hasn't set that whole team down and been like, look here, these are the guidelines. <laughs> if you can't follow these guidelines on this week off, you don't belong here. Because this is serious. That is a Super Bowl for them. If Patrick Mahomes can't play, it's over yeah. for the Chiefs. So I want to ask you, you, have, you know, you sound very logical, and I love this. And I think we're probably on the same wavelength with a lot of this. Ephraim, where do you get this intestinal smart mindset to be like, I can do this. I can go nine months without um, hanging out with people or seeing anybody or traveling anywhere because not everybody's built like this. Do you think you get it from your parents? Like, um, I, tell I, me I, a little I, bit about your background. I, I and I'll give you an easy answer to that, and then I'll go into my background. In my mind, I go immediately to the worst case scenario. Yes, Ephraim. Wait, well, let me interrupt. So, okay. uh, 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 all right. So, my wife has relatives. We would hang out with them on holidays. And my nickname, this is pre-pandemic, like five years ago, <laughs> worst case scenario, Jason. I'm not even making that up. They, they were like, oh, we might go jump out of a plane. And I was like, are you kidding me? Jump out of a plane? What the hell are you talking? And I laid it out and they're like, wow, dude, you're a worst case scenario guy. I was like, that is me. All right, go ahead. Sorry. And you're right. So instead of people saying, if I get it, I'll be fine. <laughs> right? If I, that, that's the mentality, because we've been trained to be optimistic. We've been trained to be positive. When bad things happen to us, you 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 look at the brighter side, look for what? Uh, the silver lining, right? That's what we, that's what we've been taught. But when you're dealing with something you cannot control, your mind immediately has to 
be counterintuitive and go against what you've been raised to believe, right? So my worst case scenario in terms of COVID is not that I catch it because I have the confidence in myself that I, being a former athlete, still in shape, I could, my body can fight it off. But I have two kids. I have a nine and a six-year-old uh, boys. My wife has severe asthma mm. to the point that when she was pregnant with our first son, she had to spend two weeks in the hospital because the baby was compressing her lungs and she didn't get enough oxygen. My mother-in-law lives in our guest house. She has pre-existing conditions. So where my mind goes with COVID is I get it. I bring it home. I kill the whole family. That is like the worst of the worst for me. But that's from that moment, from that thought, that's how I am diligent about what I do and who I'm around. I like that. Um, I had heard this funny story. So thousands of years ago, an optimist and a pessimist are in the jungle and they hear a lion. And the optimist says, that's probably not a lion. It's probably far away. The pessimist says, yo, that's a lion. I'm out of here. I'm headed back to camp. The optimist never came back, okay? The pessimist <laughs> survived. And, and and I know that's very negative and ha, 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 Jason. Man, you are dark, bro. No, I, I, I think that's negative. the cloth that my brother and I, and he listens all the time. He's probably like, yo, Ephraim, I, I feel you, you know? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like that's the mindset. Like it's just nine to 10 months, you know? If you can't sacrifice that then you get what you get. The universe has a way of weeding out uh, those who refuse to take accountability for their actions. That's just that's just nature uh, versus nurture, right? Like if you can't be mentally strong enough to protect yourself and others in this situation, your teammates and their families, then you don't deserve to be a part of this. And, you know, hundreds of thousands of people have been affected, millions of people have been affected by this. In this country, the death, it's yesterday, I was watching CNN, uh, and uh, I think 38, the 3,000, 800 people or something like that died just in LA County or something. From Yesterday? Yeah, oh, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's like a 9-11 right, right. happening like every day. Every day. Every day. And if you don't look at it with that type of severity, then you're part of the problem. So if you got a guy in the locker room who's part of the problem, i.e. what Dwayne Haskins thought he could pull off, <laughs> right? That whole story bothered me because he just felt the need to go and be with his girl, his girlfriend, not his wife, his girlfriend at her party, her birthday party. That to me, I don't know if I'm in that locker room, I can never look at him the same, right? Because I'm being me in the locker room and how precautious I'm being and then goofball comes sauntering in after a night of partying. And I, I'm, I, bro, we're not on the same page. You can't even be here. I don't even want to be here with you. Um, so we touched on, you know, uh, your parents. I'm, so I read that you grew up in Sacramento. I grew up in Sacramento. So I, I was born in Chicago. Then uh, right after Chicago, 
my parents, uh, they moved to uh, Birmingham, Alabama, where they're in charge of uh, uh, putting together a school oh. uh, in the uh, inner city. And my mother was a principal. And, uh, you know, my father was an administrator. And shortly after that, 1980, we moved to Los Angeles. Mm. And we lived in, I lived in South Central, grew up in Inglewood. Oh. And when I graduated sixth grade, my parents divorced and I moved to Sacramento with my siblings, with my with my father, which was the best thing that ever could have happened. Because uh, at the time in the 80s in South Central, Inglewood, Compton, all of these places, it was the Wild West. It was literally the height of gangster rap, the height of drive-by shooting. It was, it was, remember the movie Colors? Yeah. That's what it was, right? Because I grew up in a Crip neighborhood, went to school in the Blood neighborhood. Navigating that every day for a nine, 10 year old is, I, I mean, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, any kid. Jeez. And so my father who worked in uh, the prison system, he was a chaplain and a correctional officer for 28 years. He knew where this could head. And he decided to move us up to Sacramento, which probably saved, uh, saved uh, our lives, but most definitely gave me an opportunity to fulfill my dreams as a professional athlete and all the things I'm doing now. And I'm assuming you were a big guy. You're six foot seven. You were a big dude when you were a young guy, right? Not really. Oh, okay. So the, 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 the crazy thing is I was only like five, nine, my freshman year in high school. And I know that for a fact, because one of my close friends, John Hellman, his dad was five, 10. And every single day, I would stand back to back with him because I always had this thing about being taller than 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 uh, John Senior, uh, John's dad. And so I knew exactly how tall I was. Now, by the time I graduated, four years later, I was 6'5". Oh. And so I hit a huge growth spurt. And like, I remember waking up one day in high school and not fitting anything like i i leaned out so my senior year i was six five 185 pounds oh. that was what i graduated. i was 16 years old uh six five 185 that's what i graduated Jeez. high school so at. now you were a basketball and football guy yeah i um uh, i the first day i the first time i started playing football i was good it just clicked. I played nose guard and defensive tackle, and it just seemed easy. Now, basketball, on the other hand, was it was it was difficult. I was terrible. I didn't understand the concept of you want me to dribble the ball and move in a direction, <laughs> and then stop and shoot it into this little circle. Yeah. Right. So I was just like, it took me a while. Number mainly because I was so young and a very uncoordinated yes. for basketball. Did you say you graduated at sixteen? So at 16, I graduated. Wow. So you were you just exceptionally smart or what? Like I skipped two grades early on. Oh. Um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, my parents were educators. So mm. by the time we got to kindergarten, our first grade, I could already read, write, write uh, do math, uh, multiplication, all of those things. All of my siblings were. My sister could have graduated at 15. And so at the end of my first grade year, I had a, some behavioral issues because I was so disruptive in class because I was, the work wasn't good enough. Right. I mean, I mean, it was too easy. It was, the work was too easy. So I was getting great marks in school, but I just, so I would finish the test and I'm messing with everybody. I'm a kid, right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, Hey, yeah. and it was affecting other people. So I had, I tested 
I tested out of the second grade and they bust me from South Central to a magnet school in Los Angeles. Oh. So my third grade year, I, I skipped second and went to third and I was bused to a magnet school. That's awesome. Um, now, the opposite is true right now, right? I mean, all parents want to hold their kids back. So yeah, they I, get I, I, to be 6'5 and strong. Uh, of course, my wife and now listen, my kids are not future <laughs> prospects, but I tried to lobby the wife. Hey, it helps not just with athletics, Ephraim, but also maturity, right? I, Confidence. I that stuff this. can matter. I will promise you this. I would never recommend maybe one grade, but skipping two, because I went from first to third to fifth. That's a little bit much. So I didn't have the emotional maturity to be in college at 16. Mm. I I wasn't ready for that. And it almost backfired on me. Now that's for a whole nother podcast and a whole nother set of hours of, 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 right, of right, what, right. what well, transpired my freshman year in, in, in college. I was not ready for that because I came from a strict household. My father worked in the prison oh, system. Geez. My mother was an educator. And so I, everything was disciplined, regimented, right? Boom, boom, boom. I graduated with high honors at 383. Uh, got also was offered uh, uh, um, scholastic scholarships and mm. and all of those things. So when I got to college and it was like, yeah, don't nobody care if you go to class. I was like, say what? Excuse me now. <laughs> I was like, say, excuse me, say what? And as a kid, I enjoyed what that freedom of course. brought and it almost derailed mm. all the plans I had set forth for myself. <laughs> so I wouldn't recommend two grades. Yeah. And my, the funny thing is my basketball coach, uh, coach Jim Smirker, who I love dearly. Um, he's still today angry at my parents because I only started one year of high school basketball. That was my senior year. I was 16. I averaged 24 points a game, 12 rebounds. Jeez. And all he could think about was if he had me from that moment for two more years. That's all. He was just like, oh, we could win state. We could win state for the next two years. Like, I, at 18, you at 18 in basketball, it, I, we can't even quantify what that would look like if I was doing what I was doing at 16. And you got to remind this. I, it took me a while to even get to 16. Uh, I mean, to get to that level in basketball at 16. Uh, ultimately, I chose football. Um, I also played basketball in college. San Diego State, I played uh, Division One basketball and football. I read that they your nickname was the Shack of the Whack. It, it was, <laughs> I mean, that's it, incredible. It, it was because I was... At this point, my junior year, I played both. At this point, I'm a full-fledged offensive lineman. Oh. Now, I, I went to San Diego State. I bulked up over the summer, so I reported at like 207 pounds. Was that cre- When you say bulked up, is that creatine and stuff? Well, I was just lifting weights and just trying to eat as much in, uh, as I can. Okay. So I went from 185 to 207 or something like wow. that by the time I got to college, which was still skin and bones. Yeah. I played outside linebacker and defensive end. And so... By the time my junior year rolled around, I had already switched to offensive line and I was about 285. Wow. So the basketball that I used to play when I was playing wasn't the same basketball that I was now playing, but I was still dominant in the post. I still had really good moves. And um, it just, it was a dream for me. 
because when I was recruited, I had basketball and football coaches coming to my house. And I remember the San Diego State basketball coach, the football coach, they all came and they said I can play both. That was wow. what the agreement was. Did anybody say uh, you couldn't play both? Not when in that recruiting process like that, they never say that because they figure as you get going in your main sport, that other thing will die down right. a little bit. You know, that's why it really took. And, you know, the fu a funny story about that is after my freshman year, I redshirted, of course. Uh, after playing offensive scout team, offensive line scout team for my, my freshman year in high school, I was like, I mean, in college, I was like, well, I, I went right into basketball, worked out with the basketball coaches. And the funny thing is I remember that tryout because they were doing stuff like, okay, we're going to throw, we're going to throw uh, the ball off the rim. I want you to grab the rebound and then put it back. So they would throw it off the rim. And before it came down, just go up and dunk it. Right. <laughs> we want you to come off the screen, take one dribble, shoot. So I come off the screen, take one dribble, dunk the ball. And every, after every drill, they would say, okay, shoot free throws. And then they would go talk at, 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 at half court. Like, and they come back, we do another drill. After the third drill, they was like, all right, go downstairs, get your uniform, get your blah, 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 blah. And so I practiced with the team for two weeks and was about to make my debut as a freshman in basketball. The whole football coaching staff got fired. That was Al Luganbill and all Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Uh, wow. Sean okay. Payton. Sean Payton. Uh, CJ, who's now who's been the New Orleans uh, receiver coach since Sean has been there. Uh, they all got fired. There was only one holdover coach, Coach Schramm. He was a tight ends coach and a recruiting coordinator. And the day I was supposed to make my basketball debut in college, they pulled me in with the athletic director, Coach Schramm, and our basketball head coach. And they basically said, look, because I'm on a primary football scholarship. Oh, no. That the new coaching staff that came in, which was Ted Tolner, Ed White, uh, you know, his whole his whole uh, staff, they had priority over their scholarship athletes. And because they were new, they wanted every, they wanted to get to know that I didn't have two months to, to be away from football and, and with, with a new coaching staff. So they said, look, we're not telling you, you can't play basketball, but basketball would have to offer you a full ride scholarship. It's the middle of the basketball season. They don't have any full ride yeah. scholarships just sitting around. So the basketball coach was like, look, I, we can't give you a scholarship. We want you to play. You would have to give up your football scholarship, and we'll see what we can do next year. I'm like, forget all that. <laughs> so I went back and played uh, uh, football and didn't get an opportunity to play basketball again to my junior year. Oh, that sucks. Um, all right, I, I want to fast forward from to uh, 2021. Um, you finished your uh, football career. You were with the Atlanta Falcons, seventh-round mm -hmm. pick, started a Super Bowl as a rookie, impressive uh, you go through this long career, it's awesome. And then it's like, well, what am I going to do next? And in one of the coolest pivots, you are now in the film industry out here in Hollywood. I, I was reading about this. I'm obsessed with this stuff. Um, I guess, tell me about how, how did that happen? Um, I've always been in, 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 in enthralled and involved with media. My rookie year had a radio show on V103 in Atlanta called uh, Falcon Fridays with Portia Fox and Ephraim Salon. Portia Fox, do I know that? I know who, I know that she name. She was a big time VJ back, back uh, or, or disc jockey back then. And um, 
it just it 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 just so happened that um I was a guest because we were having a really successful year and it was like, hey, you want to come in and be on the radio? And I was like, yeah. So I went and it really went well. And so from then they offered me, hey, do you want to come in and, and do a weekly show? So that was where my love for media started. In every market I played in for the next 13 years, I had a TV and a radio show. Wow. And so in the off season, I would come and I would do stuff for ESPN, for Fox, Best Damn Sports Show. I remember I hosted that the last six months uh, when Carissa and Chris Rose was doing it. I hosted it the last six months that it was on uh, for free just to get the experience. So media was always something that I was into. Now, the movie thing happened when my best friend, I call him my brother, his name is Deion Taylor. We grew up together. He's actually the reason I went to San Diego State. He was a basketball dynamo. He got a full ride scholarship to play basketball at San Diego State in 1992, the year before I graduated. Hmm. As kids, we dreamt about and talked about going to the same college. When he got his scholarship, it was like I got my scholarship. All I was doing was waiting on a recruiting letter and I was gonna go there anyway. That's why I went to, to San Diego State. And so um, I remember I was playing for the Denver Broncos. Fast forward, I was playing for the Denver Broncos at the time. And he called me and said he was playing basketball in Germany, right? Tried out for the NBA at 6'3". It was, you know, it was, the avenues weren't as vast as they are now. But he played professionally in, in, in overseas for five years. Really good basketball player. And... Um, he called me and was like, yo, I got an idea for a movie. <laughs> I was like, what? A movie? And he said, yeah. All he was doing in Germany was his girlfriend at the time, his wife now would be sending him DVDs and, 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 and VHSs. And what he would do is because everything, he didn't speak German. And there was no American television over there. And what he did was he would watch the director's cuts, the behind the scenes, the interviews, all of that. And he just got enthralled with it. And that started this creative process for him. So about 92, I mean, 2002, 2002 or 2003, he said, I got an idea for a movie. He flies out to Denver. We sit, we talk about it. He goes and we had a friend of a friend of a friend whose cousin thought he was uh, was a screenwriter or whatever, right? Like it was one of those things. And they put together a, um, oh my God. Can you guys hear that? Okay, good. They put together, um, We had he had a friend of a friend of a friend who said that he was a screenwriter. So we took our idea, took it to him and put a script together. Wow. So now we have a script. And in the off season, we went out to Hollywood. We're gonna make a movie. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work like it doesn't work like that. It's it does not work like that at all. So we spent a couple years trying to shop this movie and get funding. And so I say, hey man, why don't we just make it our, make it ourselves? And I wrote a pretty sizable check that I, I <laughs> well, at, you were the money at, man, right? You made a well, lot. Well, at the time, the at NFL. the time, the check was bigger than what I had. Oh. Uh, like it left me with less than what the check was, I should say. Okay. But I always bet on us. I said, hell, I mean, if I can't 
if I don't believe in myself and invest in us, who else will? So that really started the process in terms of, of, of film. And we started, we hired, uh, he had, I never produced, he had never, his girlfriend, Roxanne, who's our head producer, she was an assistant at the DGA at the time. And she was like, well, I can kind of help navigate you guys. And we hired a tremendous uh, director of photographer. Uh, his name was Phil Lee. And the director we had actually hired, it was just a money grab. He had no intentions of, of, of fulfilling our vision of the project. So Phil was like, why don't you fire him and, I'll, and you direct Dion and I'll teach you how to do it. And that's how he became a director. Wow. That's, how, that's how it started. And 15, what is, what is this? That was 2000, I'll say 2003, 2004. So, you know, 16, 17 years later, we have the company that we have, Hidden Empire Film Group, that has had the success uh, that it's had. And, and a lot of that success is, is due to, number one, Dion's vision, because all the time he was building his company, I was playing. I was playing football. So I had my, my mind on other things. Roxanne, who is one of the best producers in Hollywood right now, and our other partner, Robert Smith, who's the wealthiest African-American man in the, on the planet Earth. Oh, it's uh, not it's a bad partner Gary, to have. <laughs> it's the same Robert Smith who a couple years ago uh, allevi- eradicated the entire debt uh, of the Morehouse graduating class. Yeah. And he's believed in us along the way. He's helped us fulfill our vision. But the legwork has always been the vision of Dion, Roxanne, and uh, myself to just try to, and, and our other, I call him my little brother, Omar Josephs. It's a family-run company, but um, it, it's just a, a, a group of people who decided that they wouldn't take no for an answer. So I try to specialize and doing things that we've always dreamt about doing as kids. Everything I want to do, people tell you you can't do. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I know that well. I, I, I was told I couldn't be a professional athlete. My guidance counselor told me to pick something else. Right? So when I'm 15, she tells me, ah, well, you know, it's too hard to do that. You know, you should, you're very smart. You should go be a doctor. I was like, I want to be, you know, a professional athlete. So I became a professional athlete. I wanted to be in media. I've been in media now for 20 plus years, right? National level, local level, doesn't matter. I've done it. We wanted to make movies that came out in movie theaters. I wanted to be able to produce. We've done that. I also have a new venture I've been doing for the last two years as I'm quite the storyteller. So for me, my wife was like, you should become a writer. Mm. Two years ago, she got me an introduction into screenwriting class that met once a, once a week for five weeks. And now I'm a WGA certified writer. Nice. I've worked on, worked on two premium cable television shows. I just signed my contract or just did a deal to uh, to be in my third writer's room uh, on a new project coming out. I wish I could. I probably could tell you, but I'm not sure. But it's a pretty big project. Uh, and also uh, last year, I wrote my first uh, screenplay. It's a romantic comedy. 
So all of these things along the way that we were told that we couldn't do, right? We were told we couldn't get distribution, right? In 2019, we had two films come out the same year as an independent film company. We had The Intruder that came out in May, and then we had Black and Blue that came out in October, right? These are our, this, this is, Right. Theatrically, I'm talking about worldwide and it did yeah. extremely well. Intruder did over 40 something million at the box office. We made it for four and a half million dollars. And and right? so and this is, that's just so inspirational, man. I like to hear that. You got you can't let people dictate and determine what you do. Right. So many times when I go around this country talking to, to kids in schools, I always tell them, look, I don't care if it's your mom, your cousin, your teacher, your counselor, your friend. Nobody can tell you what you can accomplish because nobody knows how hard and how much you're willing to sacrifice to accomplish those goals. I sacrifice my financial stability to invest in a company that I believed in and it took in reality, 15, 14, 15 years before we even saw the type of success we're having now. Yeah, nothing happens overnight. You know, I hope people aren't listening. Oh, hey, I can do that. I can do it. It's going to happen. This, and these that's things the problem. take years. Yeah. That's the problem with society now, right now because we live in an instant gratification society because of social media, right? Because you can post a video, go viral, and tomorrow be famous. Oh, I'm famous. But the problem is, that fame doesn't necessarily generate into sustainable income and wealth. So, yeah, you may go viral, but then what? It happens so fast for some people, they don't know how to continue to monetize it and continue to grow it because they think I'll just do it again and it can happen overnight again. Yeah. But that's not reality. Like, I'm the funny thing is, people always like to say, Oh, how the hell did you get verified on Twitter or Instagram <laughs> or any other social media? I don't have a lot of followers because I don't spend a lot of time on social media, which everybody smart. tells me. I, a, a lot of people are like, Hey, you need to build your brand. But I tell people, So I remember when I, before I ever sent a tweet, I was verified. I, before I had two followers, I was verified. And somebody was like, Oh, how'd you steal your verification? I said, hey, man, Google me. <laughs> right? Don't talk to me about verification if you don't even have a Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, if you don't have a Wikipedia page, don't even come talk to me. Right? Before all of this, I had been paving the way for success for myself. Yeah. So by the time I did get on social media, I was, it was already verified who I was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need followers to verify who I was on social media. Yeah. So my, my, my wife's brother has a kid who I guess is 12 now and he's on Instagram and TikTok and he's, you know, trying to build up his brand. And I'm like, dude, don't, don't waste your time with that stuff, dude. You're 12. And he's like, how, how are you verified? He asked like, you know, his dad who then asked my wife. How Jason verified on Instagram? I was like, Connor, you you look at me, dude. You, come on, I've been on TV for four years. Started a website. Google. Yeah, Google me, man. And I, and I feel nerdy look. saying that, 
But you you can say that you're an NFL player. Do you? No, but it doesn't matter. It, look, Jay, because it, it doesn't matter because those are your accomplishments. You were able to do it because of hard work, perseverance. So now you don't need others to verify who you are. Your body of work has done it. So yeah, when you tell somebody to Google you and all that, it may come off as pretentious and conceited and arrogant, but that's not the case, right? Because when, because it, if it's the answer to the question of how did you get verified, the only reply is Google me. Yeah, I don't have Look time. Look at my to, body I, of work, right? Look at my body. Look what I've accomplished prior to social media, because I was doing radio and TV where there was no social media. I was never on MySpace or, or Black Planet or any of that. That just never was that a was thing, a... or are you just making that up? No, Black Planet was a real thing. Wow, I thought I know Friendster was a thing. Um, no, Black Planet. This is way back in the MySpace when it first started. Like I never, I never did that. I was like, well, you could turn on the TV and see me. Like I do CNN and, and, and headline news all the time. Yeah. Like it, it, you could tell who I am. Yeah. Like a, a computer algorithm doesn't need to to verify. Yeah that I am who I am because you can turn on national media and see just like for you. Yeah. It's like, you want to flip it on the other person and be like, who are you? Right. Like, like what have you done? Like, don't talk to like, but anyways, now I'm getting negative on the trolls, but uh, I love your story. Ephraim. And um, I, I'm going to say this in closing, like this is kind of embarrassing to admit. So when the pandemic started, you know, you can't do anything. There's no sports. I can't do a podcast about sports. You can't gamble on sports. You can't, there's nothing to do. And I said, you know what? I've been tinkering with screenplay ideas. I'm going to hunker down. I had got some screenplay books a couple years back and I dug in, man, and I made some major headway. And then the football season started. Um, and I had to get back to the grind, you know, and I got the podcast and all this other stuff. So, but I, my off season vow for 2021 I will get a screenplay and I will send it to Ephraim so his company can reject me or accept no, 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 me. No, no, no. It's a really great idea. And uh, so, so, so the idea. thing that I'll do is I'll be very uh, upfront and critical, right? That, that's the only that constructive criticism is how you get better. Like I'm not because I'm not the world's greatest writer, but I'm still learning. Trust me. But I'll be open and honest. And the one thing I will tell you is for your first project, write what you know. Right? I You could go and write a science fiction, uh, <laughs> something like that. But to sharpen your tool and to work on your chops, write something you know. Yeah. Like my first project I ever wrote was a rom romantic comedy. Right. It was called The List. And the premise of The List is there's a married couple. They've been married for some time. They hit a little rut. And the notion of this list, everybody, every married couple has a list. Right. You get five celebrities on your list. If if given the opportunity, you get to, you know, have one night of romantic escapades. Right. right? Everybody got a list like Jay, who's on your list? Uh, nobody, just my wife. Just yeah, see, see that, see that, that that's bull. That's bull. I bet you if you ask your wife who's on her list, she can run them off to you. She's a big, be like, big hey. Ben Affleck fan. I do right, that, yeah. whatever that is, right? So that was the premise of my thing because my wife and I we had talked about this a lot, and we we've had um a relationship uh vlog on YouTube 
uh, called Partner Playbook, where we gave relationship advice and stuff like that. So we're big in that relationship space. So I wrote about that. I wrote about a couple who, you know. Uh, this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote explored the list and the turns and the twists that would happen yeah. if that actually happened. It was fun. It was funny. Uh, and you will see it in theaters. It will get made. I promise you that. And and so I felt comfortable with that being my first foray into writing. And I also met a tremendous, um, tremendous, talented uh, Beautiful writer. Beautiful women as well. <laughs> Victoria. <laughs> Uh, her name is Victoria, and she was a producer on our our film, The Intruder. And we start talking, and she was a writer, and we teamed up together. And she helped me. She co-wrote my first screenplay with me. Wow, so. that's awesome, man! Well, congratulations yeah. on all your success, Ephraim Salam. Uh, we'll see you in movies. I'm sure you're talking about sports. Uh, who's winning the Super Bowl this year? Um, I. Now, barring COVID, I, you know, if, right. yeah, if, if the teams can get there healthy, uh, I got Kansas City. I got Kansas City over Green Bay. Tough to go against the, the two number one seeds. Ephraim Salam, thanks a lot for your time, man, and uh, Jay, good luck in 2021. I got one, I got one oh, more Oh, yeah, thing. yeah. So today, Friday, a movie called Fatal was in theaters for the last two weeks uh, from our company, Directed by Dion, produced by Roxanne, produced by myself and Omar Joseph. Uh, it's called Fatales with Hillary Swank, Michael Ely, Mike Coulter, Tyron Turner. Everywhere today where you can rent and buy movies. Fatal, trust me, you're going to like this one. It's a psychological th- a thriller. Mm. Throwback th- uh, to 
to to all of the great psychological thrillers, um, Fatal Attraction, all of that type of stuff. You're gonna love it. It's called Fatal. Yeah, Hillary Swank, Michael Ealy, two two big names, man. That's awesome. Oh yeah, well we work, we work now. We work. Yeah, and uh, we we uh, partnered with Lionsgate, so there's the distribution arm. Uh, it came out. It supposed to. It was supposed to be a summer release. Supposed to come out June 19th. It was gonna be a huge movie for us, but of course the world shut yeah, down. Yeah, the world shut down. Well, congratulations, Ephraim, and Thank you, uh, you know we'll we'll continue uh, to follow your success. Absolutely. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Great stuff from Ephraim Salam. Super interesting guy. We're going to continue to kind of go outside the box and finding phenomenal guests here on Straight Fire. All right, it's time for the best bet. And best bet started off the new year with a rocky weekend. I had to do the tally. Ugh. 62 60 and 5 against the spread man it it was a while back we were uh, cruising and now we are just cruising for a bruising i guess all right fortunately we have the wild card weekend here to rebound i have several bets i've already made and two more i plan on making here as i reveal the bets all right so let me tell you what i've already bet here so far for super wild card weekend whatever that is. I, I don't know where they got the super from but everybody obviously gamble safely, and hopefully we will um, start the new year with some big winners. Uh, first up, Baltimore Ravens favored by three, and um, this is this is one of the first bets I made. I, I couldn't resist. Um, you're telling me I get the better team? Yes, they are the better team by any metric you want. I get the better team. Looking in a quote unquote revenge spot. Um, and they totally outplayed Tennessee earlier this year. They actually outplayed Tennessee in the playoff game. I mean, they had 200 more yards. They had over 500 yards of total offense. Moved the ball up and down the field. They just flubbed a couple fourth downs and that flipped the game. I like the Ravens here. If you remember, in the offseason, after Derrick Henry had a buck 90 in the playoff win over the Ravens, Baltimore said, We got to get tougher. We got to stop the run. They go out and improve the defensive line. Calais Campbell, he's back. They go out and draft Patrick Queen. He's had a rough year, but again, they want to fortify the middle of that run defense. And if you look at who was inactive in the earlier Ravens-Tennessee meeting this season, oh, Brandon Williams and uh, Calais Campbell, they missed the game. Oh, I see now. Okay, Henry had a strong finish. He went over 100 yards in overtime, and Tennessee won. I like Baltimore here. I, uh, I I bet them Baltimore favored by three. That was one of the first bets I made. I also took the Indianapolis Colts getting plus seven in Buffalo. You guys know that uh, fade the public is a funny thing that a lot of people mock. And ha, 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 the public. Oh, come on. You can't fade them. That's the uh, amateur hour stuff. Fade the public. Well, uh, if you look at what game the house needs more than any other this wild card weekend, as we record this year, Friday morning, it's the Indianapolis Colts. The public is loaded up on the Bills, and why not? They've won six straight games, covered, I believe, in eight straight. Okay? They've won three straight games by 29 or more points. They're a juggernaut right now. Everybody loves Buffalo. Well, what do you do when every single person is going to the window with a Buffalo ticket? You say, give me a Colts ticket. You go Colts, you get seven. Now, this dip down to six and a half. 
Um, I I don't know if we'll see a six. Uh, probably a lot of public money coming in over the weekend. I'm taking Buff. I'm taking Indianapolis getting the seven points. I think the Eberflus zone defense, as we talked about, I believe it was Monday on the podcast, can give Josh Allen some looks uh, that's going to confuse him. Um, I think DeForest Buckner is really one of the most underrated defensive linemen in the league. Look for him to have a big game. Yeah, a little worried about Philip Rivers. He is four and zero in wild card games, but it's going to be cold. Philip Rivers in cold weather. Blah blah blah. Indianapolis Colts plus seven. So Baltimore minus three, Colts plus seven. Um, I have a teaser for you. Are you ready for this one? Teasers are going to be big this weekend because of the f- the favorites. Okay, number one, I'm teasing Buffalo down to pick them. I do like Buffalo to win. I think the Colts can keep it close. So I got the Buffalo Bills pick them, Baltimore Ravens plus three. Okay, so Buffalo pick them, Baltimore plus three. And New Orleans minus three. I think the Saints should handle Chicago convincingly. We'll get to that in a moment. So that's a teaser. So that's three bets right there. Um, I took – now this is – this one's going to be tough for you guys. I took Pittsburgh early in the week minus four, but I can't give that out here on the podcast because it's not available. I am seeing six for Pittsburgh. I think they're fine at six, six and a half. It's just a bad matchup for the Browns. I don't really know how anybody can go into this thinking the Browns have an advantage really anywhere. You know, you got your great head coach. He's not going to be available for this game. Stefanski, COVID, out. He won't even be able to, like, be in the stadium sending plays. Obviously, you know, he'll have the scripted plays that they'll work on all week to start the game. But after that, you got to have stuff on the fly. Your offensive line coach is out. You got a starting left guard out. Uh, the secondary is still banged up. Like, I mean, this is this is a big advantage toward Pittsburgh. Um, you've got silly trends that really don't matter, but Mike Tomlin's never lost at home um, uh, against the Cleveland Browns. I think the number is 14-0 with nine double-digit wins. Like, he dominates this team. They get pressure on Baker Mayfield. They're, they have number one in pressure rate in the NFL. Baker, what does he do under pressure? Throws interceptions. Um Listen, I, I like the Browns. They had a great year. They're a great story, but this is a bad spot. Give me Pittsburgh. Now, I bet them at four. I'm telling you guys six. I would still take the six and a half. Um, so that's three bets. Uh, sorry, four bets when you include the teaser. Um, and a quick total here for you. Under 42 and a half, Rams, Seahawks, third meeting, familiarity, two great run teams, two very good run defenses. Um, Seattle's defense, there's some Fugazi in those uh, numbers, but they have trended well the second half of the season. Um, Rams, obviously, you listen, Jalen Ramsey on DK Metcalf, take him out of the equation, uh, as he did in two meetings this year. Metcalf, one catch for 11 yards in two meetings with Ramsey. Uh, Aaron Donald has just feasted on that offensive line. They've sacked uh, Russell Wilson, I believe, 11 times. Russ, in two games this year against the Rams, one TD, two picks. Even you go back to the meetings last year, he did not excel. Um, I, I love the under here, under 42 and a half. And the final bet, uh, and this is a little exotic, you know, um, I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to be into it, but I got under 22 and a half, first half. Yes, first half, Tampa Bay, Washington. Uh, I just feel like Washington's defense is going to come out and do some things to rattle Brady. Um, we got the night game narrative, Tom Brady, slow starts, in night games this season. It's not like he's finished great either. Um, Tom Brady really has struggled at night. You know, we covered earlier in the week that 
He is a creature of habit. He likes to go to bed early. This has been a thing. They're 0-4 against the spread in night games this year. Tom Brady 0-7 in his last primetime games. Um, only 1-3 uh, straight up in in primetime this year. And you look at when they face good defenses, Bucks are 0-4. Top 10 defenses, Tampa Bay struggles. And guess what? Washington's number 9. Uh, I, I think there's an edge here for... Uh, Tampa and and the first half, and it'd be low scoring with Washington. So I got under 22.5 first half Washington-Tampa. So to recap, under 22.5 first half Wash-Tampa. What was the next one? Uh, Seattle-Rams under 42.5. As I I jot them down in the system here, we had the teaser of Buffalo-New Orleans- and Baltimore to plus three. Uh, that's not the best one. Uh, you know, you want to tease through seven and three. Obviously, we did that twice with that. Um, I, I just don't see a way Baltimore loses. I'm sure that'll bite me in the ass. Uh, I got Pittsburgh. We gave out Pittsburgh here. Pittsburgh minus six right now. Uh, I don't know if that touches seven. We'll see. Uh, it could, uh, possibly. Um, and then finally, Baltimore minus three. And the Colts plus seven. So six bets. Jeez, we need some hits here. And uh, I pr- I've promised college basketball and NBA they are coming back. I just need to figure out a way. The problem is, it, honestly, like COVID and late scratches with all these NBA back-to-backs. You know, Rob G and I joked that Kawhi played a back-to-back. Well, how about Kyrie Irving on Thursday afternoon saying he's sitting out for personal reasons passing it along to his coach. The coach called him back. Oh, what, what? what's the reason? Couldn't even get Kyrie on the phone. Like, Steve Nash was like, I couldn't get in touch with him. I don't know why he's missing the game. Like, I don't want to give out a bet early in the day. Kyrie misses the game. Like, I, you know, that's... Unfortunately, you got to wait a lot on these games. And, um, yeah. So, anyways, it's been a great week here on the podcast. I will say this. Um, I don't know we don't talk about numbers on the podcast in terms of, like, how many people are listening, but we just went from December 6th to January 6th and had our greatest 30-day stretch by far that this podcast has seen. And it's not just here. It's, you know, in the company, we, the numbers were staggering. I'm blown away. The bosses are. Producer Rob G. We're like, wow. So a big hearty thank you to everybody for listening. Obviously, subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll talk to you next week. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes, and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 